a Keep Productive production. Welcome to the Tools They Use podcast. Interviews with professionals about how they use apps, software, habits, and routines every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Tools They Use podcast. It is episode 53 here, and it is so good to be back. It is your host, Francesco Bless. I almost forgot who the host was then, uh, and it is myself. <laughs> so, guys, uh, this week we will be doing something we've not really done before, even on the YouTube channel, is a Q&A. I'm actually taking some questions from uh, both the patron subscribers and also on Twitter, and sort of, and also YouTube comments as well, and actually diving into them. Hopefully, you enjoy this segment. This is going to be uh, a bit of an interesting one for me, so obviously if you like this sort of dynamic, five questions we're going to talk about, then what you can do is tweet me at Keep Productive and uh, tell me whether you like it or not. If you don't, uh, just let me know because I probably will oust this one out, but I've been getting a fair few questions, so hopefully that will um, be of interest to you guys. So, before we dive in, a little word from our sponsor. Are you hampered by your emails? Do you spend ages clearing newsletters or even emails with lower importance that take attention away from moving the big projects forward? Well, does that sound like you? Because I was very much like this a few months ago, probably about six months ago, then I started using SaneBox, a powerful email management tool that helped me to reduce that noise in my inbox. You can set reminders, train your emails into filtering automatically, even send large attachments in links and heaps more. Sanebox is a mighty powerful application and it is August 2019's Tools They Use sponsor and it's amazing to have them back. This is one of the tools I pay for on a monthly basis and I can't recommend trying it enough. I actually upgraded to their annual plan only a few weeks ago. All listeners can get a free 14-day trial to Sanebox and a lovely $25 credit to get you using the tool that offers so much. Okay, so let's get into it. Let's talk about the first one, and uh, it's from Adam Staples, who is a Keep Productive Plus member. He says, in Cal Newport's book, Digital Minimalism, he asks readers to abandon all non-essential technology technology for a full month and only reintroduce the minimum technologies to support your values. Might paper planners like bullet journals start to become a valuable alternative to the mountain of productivity apps as people try to break technology addictions? Now, uh, I was very uh, lucky to read the Digital Minimalism book. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I, at the same time, uh, Adam, I read a book called Make Time uh, by Jake Knapp. Um, and again, this one was equally that sort of topic of removing yourself from technology. Now, the one thing, uh, my sort of opinion on this is, I, I think, a little bit different to many other people. Whereas I agree you should sort of, do, you know, be able to sort of support the minimum technologies to support your values, which I think is really good. Um, particularly, I do this when I pick a tool that I'm using. I tend to, over time, distill it into the minimum needs 
Um, and I don't try to use as many tools. Like people expect me to use a lot more because I review them and then should jump on board with them. But that's not the case. Um, but I definitely think uh, my sort of overreaching view on this is that you should do what suits you best. Like for some people, um, lots of tools, uh, well, lots of tools, I mean, using lots of software actually is good for their productivity. Whereas for other people, actually that tone down actually really does help. Now, I also think it, it relates as well to the stage of life you're in. For example, if you're going for a bit of like anxiety and overwhelm, I guess having a sort of distilled or minimal technology experience will probably be better for you for whether that's a short period of time or a long period of time um, because you're, you don't want to be overwhelmed and um, definitely productivity tools and softwares can overwhelm you sometimes. You sometimes do a, like this big audit and uh, feel that you can get away from those addictions. But again, at the same time, if you're someone that is starting something out and you need that sort of infrastructure to get you off the ground and supporting your work, then of course, actually using productivity tools is going to help. So hopefully that helped Adam. Like I am really open to that sort of concept. And, and I definitely, after reading both of those books, turned off a lot of experiences. Um, like I really try not to use Instagram as much. Um, I almost, I actually probably use Instagram like for five minutes a day and I used to use it for about 30 so there were a lot of diff definite wins for me for using that book um, and I can't recommend it enough to many people uh, maybe it's best answered by someone else who doesn't review productivity software um, but hopefully that answer helped Adam and I really appreciate um, you uh, popping in a question so the second question I have is someone I didn't get a name from. It's uh, R. Goffman. I've probably butchered it. Um, it was sent in in YouTube comments. Um, he actually had two parts to this question, um, but I'm going to read it. Um, and it was from my Todoist setup video. He put, hmm, I have 500 plus tasks. Any advice on how to organize something like that? And uh, first off, that is the most amount of tasks I've ever heard of inside of a Todoist account. Um, so, wow. Um, I definitely think you probably need uh, half a day at least at the weekend to sit down and work out which of those tasks to start with is relevant. Like, are any of them relevant to goals? Um, or e at least sort of uh, OKRs, objectives at the end of the month. Um, I don't know what your context is. Is it work? Because if it's work... Uh, you can distill that down to, for example, if you set yourself five goals, then you can actually break that down to a lot better, um, sort of more efficient sort of targets and tasks. So that's one way of doing it. I'm planning a, a sort of a video over the next couple of weeks called um, How to Marry Condo Your Productivity Application. So that probably will help more. So it can definitely help you with the second part of your question you sent to me. Uh, in the comment, um, whether you're able to, for example, like you've got a bunch of tasks on your list in the today area and uh, something emergency comes up, like every day something does come up, um, what do I do with those tasks? Because when you go to the next day, you see a bunch of overdue tasks. Now, there are, I, I guess, one way that you could do it and you could use Smart Schedule, which is a feature that is in the free account, I believe, of Todoist, that allows you to reschedule those tasks to another day. 
But what I quite like about it is you can bulk do that. Um, uh, or the alternative you could do is actually begin to replot those tasks in the week ahead. Now, the one thing I always do whenever I have an emergency task is I tend to just P3 or P2, the other tasks that I have, if it really is an emergency. Sometimes you need to establish, is this really an emergency or is it just something that someone wants me to do now? Um, so actually working out what the issue is to start with. Now, of course, it really depends on your system. And I definitely think this is a video idea. Both of these concepts, the Marie Kondo video and the emergency tasks, is is a really good concept. Um, but hopefully I answered um, your thoughts there. And um, hopefully you found value in that. Question number three, and this is from Alex, who is also a Keep Productive Plus member. Um, he put this one on Twitter, along with a couple of others. Alex, I apologize because I didn't get to them all, but... Um, I will maybe transfer one to next week at least. Um, but a big, big thank you for being a patron subscriber, as you can imagine. Now, he asks, if you could build a new app from scratch, but with all the resources in the world, what would it be? It's a really good question. Now, I actually would have had the answer to this about two years ago. And the answer would have probably been Notion. And this sounds really silly, but... Um, not that I had the idea of Notion before it was there, but I guess actually consolidating in one application, I think that's always been something that's been in the back of my head. Actually, in terms of building a new application is to consolidate everything in one app. But I actually haven't seen a task note taker done very well. And I would, of course, love to see Todoist do this, but... I don't know whether there's a market for it, but I wouldn't mind seeing that. And obviously, it's going to be tricky because that's like two things there. You've got a task which has a sort of short lifespan and a note which might not have a short lifespan. Uh, I know obviously applications like Agenda and even Gooba and other apps like that are doing that, but I feel like it should be could be done a little bit better. Now, I am still holding out for to do is to improve their comments area and make it a bit more sort of dashboard like that maybe you just solve it for me but i would like to see where a task and note taker would go in the future so hopefully that helped alex um what would you see let me know on twitter i really love to hear that um what recommendation you'd like okay so we've got two more and that is one from Edison, who tweeted in this question. How do you guys externalize your productivity system? For example, friends, family who are less reliable, so even delegations become more stressful where you have constantly kept checkup. For example, how's the party planning coming along? How's your visa application, etc.? Um, that is a good question because sometimes I think, Edison, people struggle with being able to separate their work tasks and their life tasks, personal life tasks. Um, I used to do it in a bit of a different way. So when I was at university, I'd break it down into four areas. So I broke it down into personal, um, academic, social, and professional. And that really actually did help for me because I had four areas, at least four task lists that I could be very clear on and what I was going to do. But I've really distilled it now into personal and work. I have two project lists in Todoist that help me to organize that. And I really just keep 
the tasks inside of there. So for example, if a new task pop up, I'll put it in there. And once I complete a task, I will do what is in GTD and actually write the next action. If there's any emergency stuff or sort of planning, I think I'll do this much more casually than I use work. Um, I suggest obviously a lot um, that obviously you capture everything and things like that, but I actually am really relaxed when it comes to the personal side of stuff. Um, maybe stuff like problems with the house and uh, being able to sort of fill out forms and you know addresses, banks and finance. I'm probably a little bit better. At the moment I'm using the Notion pages. So I'm using pages inside of Notion to organize the sort of finance and house planner. So that is probably my base for that. But in terms of like follow-ups and things like that, I tend to just keep this a little bit more relaxed because I actually like to be not like a robot all the time. But again, that's probably not the best recommendation if you're finding it stressful. My recommendation is to always keep your Todoist inbox sort of aware, uh, clear titles that will help you to keep track of stuff like how's my visa application going or actually making a sort of follow-up list inside of your Todoist account of things that you can follow up in during the week and setting a time 15 minutes per week to check in on all of those and see where they've been done or where they are currently at. That might be a good way to do it. Okay, so number five is do productivity tools actually make people more productive or are they just making people less forgetful and enabling easier reporting on what you've done have to do? So that's a good question. I actually can't remember who posted this in, so massive apologies. I'm going to be a little bit more efficient in who I actually see who writes these in. Um, so really sorry. Um, hopefully we can do it. And if you did uh, write that in, just tweet it at keep productive or at Francesco D D for Delta underscore A L E S. So the question was, um, did productivity tools actually make people more productive? The first part of the question, um, no. I think it depends on who the person is. Productivity tools might not be effective for you. Productivity tools might be effective for you. I know uh, a ton of people, for example, like my wife. Like my wife's really good. She uses like I think she uses like a checklist. Uh, she writes her tasks and leaves the office, but she is really efficient. Like she doesn't need uh, a productivity system. I don't think anyway. Like I think she's pretty uh, good with being able to write stuff down and get stuff done. Like that seems to work for her, and she's never asked me. At least, <laughs> I don't think she would. But uh, for any sort of productivity tool or app advice, like I occasionally kept saying to her, like, "Oh, you should get Vundlist or Todoist," but. They were only because she was mentioning something at the time, but I think she works pretty well off lists, at least at, at work. So that's one thing that I think it, it really depends on the user. Are you utilizing it to the needs? Um, that really does, I think that has to sort of, you know, is a case by case basis. And the second part of your question, or are they just making people less forgetful and enabling easier reporting? Uh, I definitely think they are much handier. Like, I am less forgetful overall. I honestly used to forget everything. And uh, I actually have a really bad, again, bringing up my wife here, I have a really bad process of, for example, if she says anything like, oh, could you pick up some chili mix from the store? I will literally go and write in to do it straight away or else I will forget. I have like, a memory of a goldfish, um, unless it's about Formula One uh, <laughs> or anything like that. Um I guess that's selective memory, um, which is really bad too. 
So, uh, hopefully that answered your question. I have a bonus question. I feel like we should have some music. Bonus question. What is the recurring pain point? What? Oh, let me restart again. What is a recurring pain point that you see in task slash productivity management? And what are some of the solutions that you either you or others have come up with to address it? And that is from Eric Bowers. Uh... I am actually going to go with a bit of a tangent here, and the tangent is bloating. Now, this is something that Amir, for the CEO of Todoist, put on Twitter about what he thought about Notion, and he mentioned that Notion is being bloated. And although we don't care at the moment because Notion is doing so well for us and and sort of releasing features, it will become bloated, and it will become very big as an application of what it can do. So I think that's going to be a big problem in, I guess, the task and productivity management software space. And it happened to Evernote, and we all sort of went, oh my goodness. But I think applications are being more aware of that, Eric, at least. Uh, I don't know what you think. I'd really love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, But at least that's what I think one of the biggest pain points is bloating, and then people getting sort of disinterested uh, in service and I guess I'd say the pain point is switching as well um, switching is a massive negative thing to do is switching an application and uh, something I continue to try not to promote at all <laughs> anyway guys um, those were the five questions from the five questions that you submitted thank you so much um, both to uh, Adam Alex Edison Eric and R. Goffman, who I would love to know the name of. So guys, a massive thank you. If you haven't checked out SaneBox, you'll love it. I'll include the link in the description. You get $25 credit to get started, and a 14-day free trial. I don't know why I went cockney then. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. I will talk to you guys very, very soon. Make sure to have a great week, keep productive, and I will see you guys very, very soon. Cheers, everyone. Are you a subscriber on the Keep Productive YouTube channel? If not, you'd love it. Software reviews and news. Just search for Keep Productive on YouTube for weekly videos. Thanks for listening to the Tools They Use podcast, a Keep Productive production. See you next time.